0: Welcome to the Verum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on the safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval, yet. Using cannabis mindfully as medication is a different concept in Western healthcare philosophy, specifically of the past 100 years. There's a lot to learn and reconsider. The information you'll find here comes straight from the scientists and clinicians doing the work and reporting their findings in real time through various online outlets. The scientific truth of cannabis is finally getting out and is wide open for all to see at respected medical sites like PubMed.gov and JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. And I'm right there in the thick of it with all those titans of medicine as a fly on the wall. Because I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to med school. I took dozens of private cannabis courses offered by cannabis scientists online over the past few years and slowly began to understand the bigger picture, but I'm not a medical doctor or scientist. Oh, I can talk to one about cannabis and hopefully inspire more doctors and patients alike to research the facts as we know them today and decide alternative health paths for themselves. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, not a doctor, not a scientist, just here to explain this great big story and the language of cannabis in its historical, political, and scientific terms, so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose to ingest. Hello, my friends. I wonder if you can hear the fan running in the background. It's kind of a hot day, even though it's late in the fall. Um, Of course, I'm in Florida and sitting outside on the lanai. I just wanted to remind you that we're about to jump back into a conversation that started in the last episode. But before we um, go there, I just want to remind you about your cannabivarum PSA for the day. Here it is. If you're having issues with your meds, talk to your pharmacists. Yes, that's it. That's who studied all those chemicals for fun and for a whole lot longer than your primary care physicians did. Your pharmacists, they understand more drugs than God. So talk to your pharmacist. It's totally free and could possibly lift your quality of life. Go on. When they ask you the next time you go pick up your drugs if they want to if, if you need to n- talk about anything, say yes and, and park the car and go inside and have a little consult about all of those meds you're taking, especially if you're having some issues with them. You'll be surprised at how they can help you so quickly. Now back to our peak behind the curtain of relationships between medical professionals and patients boy, we have a lot of work to do. Let me just remind you who we're listening to. Dr. Leah Johnson, known to the cannabis community as Dr. Leah, is a formally trained clinical cannabis pharmacist and the owner and CEO of Alchemist Cannabis Consulting. She's also an accomplished, highly driven, clinical, long-term care and rehabilitation pharmacist with primary focus in pain, mental health, depression anxiety insomnia etc and sexual health and medication management just reminding you that in the last episode she helped me with a lot of those things I just mentioned after I'd seen that terrible movie and was having ridiculous flashback anyway go listen to that other uh episode the one before and you'll understand what I'm talking about she was amazingly helpful uh with me uh, through that. Anyway, she holds three patents for natural herbal remedy tinctures, which she helped develop as the head of research and development for an herbal supplement company. Dr. Leah believes that complete physical, mental health, and well-being can be influenced by the utilization of cannabis, as well as other herbal remedies and supplements in conjunction with pharmaceutical medicines. That means all of those synthetics that you get from your pharmacist. She believes that most patients are given too many and inappropriate prescription medications while not being given the knowledge for utilizing effective herbals and supplements to reduce pill burden. She also believes that many patients are unable to get full relief of their ailments Due to the missing components in their medication regimens. In an effort to improve the overall health and well being of patients, Dr. Leah works with patients and their healthcare providers from all over the country to reduce the amount of medications taken, altering timing and dosing of medications to improve effectiveness and identify medications which could be causing issues. See how glorious all of that could be for you? So she also works with cannabis companies to advise them on dosing safety interactions and how to better help their customers see health improvements with the use of their products. She holds a doctorate degree in pharmacy from the Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. And you're about to hear her distress at how the public views their pharmacists. Here we go.
1: Oh, it kills me. I, I think that the methods of I'm in the state of California, but um, which I have to be honest, I am very disappointed with the way that California has uh, gone with cannabis. I feel I that am patients too. were ignored, not ignored, but patients were forgotten. And I think the focus was it got very financial. And I feel mm-hmm. that it, people's focus were we can make money on this. And the only reason people even had medical cards was because your only way to access before it went adult use or recreational was to get a card. But what I learned from so many patients and from some um, of the cannabis um, uh, physicians who I actually work with, who, who I do trust, um, a lot of the, uh, you would pretty much go in and um, to a to, dispense uh, to, to I mean in California you go to a doctor pretty much any physician even without any credentials in cannabis were absolutely allowed to write a card for medicinal cannabis which was crazy because wow. um, a lot because some patients really are not really it's not a good recommendation for them and then on top of it they wouldn't look at the patient's meds. They wouldn't look at the patient's um, past medical history. They wouldn't look at any sort of comprehensive medical review or anything that is what I do with my patients to make sure we're put them on the on the best therapy possible. They ignore all of that. They just say, what do you what's, you know, why do you think you need cannabis therapy? I have insomnia. That sounds great. Give me 60 bucks. Here's a card. That's ridiculous. Oh that's no! Ridiculous.
0: Down here in Florida, we call them hundred-dollar pot docs,
1: yeah. pot doctors, because exactly that's you just described
0: exactly the scenario that I went through for a hundred dollars for a new uh, cannabis doctor to give me a card because yeah. the, the 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 first one I went to charged me two hundred fifty dollars. Oh my and, god! Right, and he was fly by night. I never saw him again. <laughs>
1: That's And that's what always happens is that it's like, instead of making sure that patients have somebody to talk to and make sure that people are certified and credentialed to have these things, the state's only focused on really, for lack of better terms, making sure kids don't get it. And don't get me wrong. I think it's very important that we make sure that our children and adolescents do not get access to cannabis unless they have a medical um ailments or medical condition that deems that they need to have it such as autism, or if they have a seizure disorders or something like that. So I do absolutely agree with that point of view, but yeah. the focus was really not on the patient. It was on preventing others from being harmed by it, but it was never, it was never patient focused, even when it was right. medicinal only. Right. And so States like Connecticut States like Pennsylvania, the ones who have said we per federal law, a pharmacist is the only healthcare professional who is allowed to dispense uh, medication. That means physicians are not allowed to, nurse practitioners are not allowed to, nobody's allowed to besides pharmacists in federal law. So that's true. That's why Connecticut and Pennsylvania said, well, cannabis is medicine. Medicine can only be dispensed by a pharmacist. So our dispensaries must have a pharmacist in it. It's, it's, common, it just makes common sense. New York actually seems seems logical to me, right? And so that is the model of that, of cannabis uh, therapy that I am all about. And I know that the issue on California is, well, pharmacists are expensive. I don't want to have to pay for a a fund. And now in some States have healthcare professionals that are not pharmacists. And you know what, as long as they are trained professionally, and they they have their professional training, and they know how to utilize cannabis properly while reviewing medications and and other comorbidities and so on and so forth, absolutely, then it doesn't have to be a pharmacist. It just has to be somebody knowledgeable in helping patients with cannabis, with their cannabis therapy. And the fact that California does not require any healthcare professionals, not just pharmacists, but any, is just absurd. And there are many states that went this way where they only, that you know, pretty much only a, um, you know, just that they don't really need a healthcare professional because it's not required by law. If it's not required by law, why should they waste the money? So how nice it would be to walk into a dispensary
0: and purchase the product from a real pharmacist and say oh by the way I'm still having nausea even though I'm using you know I haven't found out why I'm having nausea even though I've been using cannabis to help with the nausea but could it be a pill I'm taking and then give a list of the pills you're taking to that cannabis pharmacist to look over
1: and, I and agree.
0: you know so I see a thousand scenarios in my head instantly and oh by the way that little test uh that we were gonna run on <laughs> Facebook I did yep. and
1: I saw that I saw somebody go like all oh, crazy about pharmacists so I'm like either he's a pharmacist or he works
0: directly with pharmacists.
1: right <laughs>
0: the other ones though you hit it right on the head the nurse, this, this one guy says, nurse does all the work, takes all your vitals, listens to your medical problem, makes notes on your chart. Doctor rushes in for 10 seconds after reading the nurse's notes, hands you a prescription, sends you for six tests, quickly runs out before you can ask any follow-up questions. And pharmacist puts arthritis pills in a bottle with a childproof cap.
1: Ah, oh, and that makes me so upset because that means that they don't know what a pharmacist does. And that's That is the problem of, sadly, society where I, and and this, this is always what I say to people, what would you feel about your doctor's office if while they were having consultations, you could see the doctor talking to the patient? What would it be like if you could see what the doctor was doing at every second that you were in the doctor's office where the whole scheme of the layout of the office is open Yeah. You can see what they're doing in their office. You can see what they're doing with other patients. You can see what they're doing with the nurses. And that's exactly what pharmacy is. It's an open air model. So everybody can see what we're doing at every single time. So if doctors could be seen doing everything they're doing, people would be like, well, why are they doing that? Why? Oh, obviously they're just joking around. Obviously that. And it's like, you know what? They're not though. They're actually actively doing things, but the fact that you can see them, you have the ability to make a judgment of what they do. Mm. As a pharmacist, if all pharmacies were were completely closed off, there was a consultation room, but people couldn't see the technicians, couldn't see the pills, everything was blocked off, and all you had was your little window, to like a, like a side window where it's like, Oh, this is where I go to for consultations. And then this is a different window I go to pick up, but I can't see inside the pharmacy. I can't see what's happening behind this pharmacist then that would change the whole model because people always assume because they can see everything that they know what's going on so what do people see a pharmacist do they see a pharmacist talk on the phone talk to the technicians and talk and 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 look at pills so that's what their assumption is they don't know that we're making sure that this medication which you know the doctor wrote for you is is actually really dangerous. It can cause yeah. you to have a heart attack. They don't There's know. There's nothing
0: you're... reminding the patients that you have gone through all of these years of education in chemical knowledge to and understand what they're doing <laughs> with, yeah, what they're doing uh, inside the human body. And I think it's such an underrated um, service for yeah, I mean, society. Could... So yeah, improperly I mean, you mean Dr used.
1: um Dr uh, um AO, Dr um Dr um so or I'll do it the other way uh Dr Allen, Dr Cody myself uh Dr Melanie like I'm I'm just using first names because that seems to be I guess yes. I guess when we're when people give us our doctorates, even though we are, doc, I am Dr. Johnson, it always ends up being first name that they seem to use for pharmacists, which is fine. Is Um, that
0: because we're just friendlier, younger, more youthful, or not so pretentious, or because I'm, I struggle, you know, I, I struggle with that first name thing for all of you doctors. (laughs) I I love you all. I stand in awe. I'm so grateful to, you know, be a fly on the wall in this circle. But, uh, you know, you and I are becoming personal friends that's different uh i i i'm so grateful for that but it, it does you know it doesn't really reflect the the years of struggle that you've and sacrifice that you've given to us to become a doctor to help us
1: And I think a lot of the pharmacists have gone with first names because a lot of times if we run into a physician, if we use the term or any practice, to be honest, any provider, and I use the terminology provider referring to anybody who can write a prescription, who diagnoses an ailment for you, who writes prescriptions. So that pretty much at this point in most states limits you to physicians, nurse practitioners, and a physician's assistants. Mind you, there are fantastic providers out there who absolutely utilize pharmacists. I have some providers that are like, I'm not going to make this decision by myself. You're the drug expert. I need your help. And it's like, I always appreciate these types of um, providers because they understand like their job is diagnostics. That's not my job. I don't know diagnostics as well as they do. I know some, but not to their level, but we know meds better than them. And these providers understand that. And that's amazing. But for a lot of providers, they get this, competitive kind of side where they feel like to call you a doctor is just like a slap in the face. Like, like I'm a physician. So for them to, so it's not usually PAs or NPs, NPs and PAs only usually kind of get frustrated. They don't want to call you doctor because they're not they don't have a doctorate nurse practitioners. Every once in a while, they can be a DNP, which then that means they are a doctor, nurse practitioner, but a lot of nurse practitioners are just APR are not just, but are APRNs or, or NPs nurse practitioners without that doctorate. So they get angry that you're a doctor, but they're not a doctor. And that physical therapists are often doctors, but you know, NPs and uh, PAs are not. So sometimes, again, I, I have worked with so many amazing physicians and so many amazing NPs and PAs. So it's not everybody out there, right. but now, that sounds like a most. teaching philosophy
0: problem that should be fixed.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, the way I see it is why aren't we leaning on the professions that like that help what we have wrong with us? Like for example, if I get injured in a car accident, why would I go to my general practitioner for my pain and my and my you know my muscle pain why wouldn't I go to a physical therapist? That's their job. The physical therapist is they know the human body. They know how to help when you have muscles and and issues in those areas. They know how to fix that. So why are we going to a you know, why would we go to a physician or a PA or an NP for treatment for our muscle issues? No, we need to go to a PT. So when you have med issues, why are you going, going to the other part of the
0: problem? Patient education has gotten so fractured for oh. what doctors and different levels of medical professionals are trained to do. We don't really know. So we just go to the one guy who tells us where to go and how exactly. to get there.
1: And that's, and that's the, and that's the problem too, is I, and the doc, the providers that I find to be a little bit more hesitant against pharmacists, Mm -hmm. um, are usually the ones that are actually not the, usually are the ones that have their own issues with providing like with writing for medications. And they, it's almost like they're embarrassed to ask for the help, embarrassed to say that they need it. So education for patients is so important, but a lot of times these, the provider, a lot of times the person who would educate the patient are the providers to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start you on this. This is, in my opinion, this is what most pharmacists believe is the doctor should say, Hey, you've got this wrong with you. I'm going to start you on this medication. However, it, you know, please make sure to speak with your pharmacist before you take your medication, because your pharmacist will explain the side effects. Your pharmacist will explain the interactions with your other meds and the, your pharmacist will help you tell explain to you when to take it and what to expect. If physicians just, if providers, not just physicians, if providers just did that, every prescription they write, they tell them, hey, here's this prescription, all information about this medicine can be answered to you by your pharmacist, then people would actually ask their pharmacist questions. All the providers don't go out of their way to explain that the pharmacist is the one that knows about the medication.
0: Hey friends, We're going to stop here so you can go live your life for a minute, but want you to know that we'll be back to continue this series with our good friend, Dr. Leah Johnson, who takes us behind the curtain of not only our medical industry culture, but the pharmacology of cannabis and how it works for us. And friends... Dr. Leia is only a text message away to help you quell your tummy issues, understand your personal chemical mixology, and help you figure out a solution to your medical pharmacology issues. If you're not satisfied with your quality of life on that handful of prescription pills, then just text Dr. Leia and she'll follow up with a free 15-minute chat all about you. She'll look at your mess of pills and work with your physician to make you more comfortable while educating you about the needs of your body. Invest in your health by texting. Area code 408 418. 8802 don't bother writing it down i'll put it in the show notes but i'm going to tell you anyway and you can also email her at dr leah that's d-r-l-e-a-h one word the at sign alchemist cannabis com. don't bother writing it down you know where it is in my show notes also going to be on my website so Thank you for hanging out with us. And a personal note to our dear friend, Dr. Leah, thank you for helping me through this particular moment. Gosh, I appreciate you so much. Paxville Biskum, everybody. Hey, my friends. Have you seen my website lately? I haven't told anybody yet, and it's not quite finished, but you're the very first to hear it. I just want to share with a few friends. Please. It's so pretty, and I'm so proud of it. Please visit my new site at cannabavarum.com. I'll leave a link for you in my show notes and la-la-la, but, oh, go see my website. And I've never asked this before, but... I'm building a podcast audience, and my marketing exposure grows with your views and likes and comments. It would be so helpful if you could take a moment to like my show, download any of my helpful free cannabis tools from my website, navigating your way through this era of cannabis discovery, and visit my resource page, where you'll find trusted friends in the industry, Thank you for joining the cannabavarum family. We love learning scientific truths together from real doctors and nurses and real pharmacists and advocates like me. Don't forget, visit my brand new website at cannabavarum.com and be sure to leave some love while you're there. Thanks so much. You've been listening to another Cannabiverum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls, that's me, about the importance of using verifiably safe products. The process of becoming diagnosed for problems and taking your records to a cannabis specialist can lead you to the correct cannabinoid therapy for those issues. Otherwise, you're just your own guinea pig looking for answers without any foundational knowledge or ability to determine the best choices or strategies. To find help in a cannabis expert in your area, visit CannabisClinicians.org. That's CannabisClinicians.org. And unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please be advised that all street weed is contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system who already has inflammatory issues like arthritis, IBS, fibromyalgia, or worse. It would mean the world to me for you to join my dear audience. If you subscribe to the podcast, you won't miss the latest news about cannabis, straight from the source. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll be part of a project to understand the effects of cannabis on the public. Your anecdotal cannabis testimonies are priceless to me so it's not just you learning, it's me learning what you need to learn. Then I can make that happen for you and show you the way without being repetitive for those advanced patients. Ah, there's so much to learn and it's fascinating. Come on along on this cannabis journey with us and be part of a real-time study. I'll report back to the scientists about you informally, of course, and they'll report their new discoveries to us. I love this synergy in the heart of the moment. You'll find medical citations posted on my podcast blog when you visit to subscribe at cannabaverum.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-A-V-E-R-U-M.com.